recording straight out of Fife, Scotland. You're listening to Films and Swearing, a movie podcast with your hosts Stuart Sullen and Magic Mike Christie. Hey. Welcome to episode 198, the third instalment of our Shannon season. Mm. September's with Shannon. And today we are going to be discussing Ariel. That, that sounds like a really cheap 90s made for TV Channel 5 Friday night, like softcore porn film. <laughs> September's with Shannon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. It just sounds like the girl next door. And, but we're not discussing anything, anything remotely like that today. Mm-hmm. We are discussing Ariel Vroman's The Iceman from yeah. 2012. Is it really that long? Mm-hmm. Ah, how's that far back? Uh, um, Ariel, Vor- Ariel Vroman, is it V-R-O-M-E-N, he is known for directing films such as Criminal with Kevin Costner, and he is currently producing the new Rambo movie. Alright. Wait a minute, so uh, it's a guy? Yes, aye, Ariel, is a dude. Under the sea. No, (laughs) no. Uh, I heard Jenna thought it was like a woman. Yeah, I I, I never looked at the director's filmographer or that, so Mm -hmm. I generally assumed it was a woman. How sensitive of me. Ah, you just assumed it was a woman that's come from the sea, gained a set of legs, and has decided to direct a true crime thriller Mm -hmm. with Michael Shannon. Mm -hmm. But nah, it's, it's this dude. Ah, Cried so Ariel. producing the new Rambo film. Yes. Rambo now, New Blood. You, is that what it's called? Rambo New Blood. What the fuck? Um, have you, do you follow Stallone's like, Instagram and stuff and like Twitter? Nah. <clears throat> it comes up in my feed every now and again. I think a few days ago it was like videos of him like, in the gym. Getting ready for it. And like the guy, like, even though he's still in like his... Sixties, he is still jacked. Aye, yeah. Uh, like he must. I'm not like, surprised. Like most folk at his age, you wake up at like four in the morning and go for a piss and a coffee, you know, and he just. Oh, they hope to go starts, for a piss and a coffee. Yeah. <laughs> well, and he gets up and just starts lifting weights and shit. It's fucking mental. Aye, because I always remember those promo shots you got to see of him like gearing up for Expendables, Aye. and it's just like the fucking like six pack with veins sticking out. And yeah. It's like Jesus Christ, chill out, pal. You're. You're like the all, day off. All, all, all the tattoos that he had. Yeah, I, aye. I can never really make mind up if they were, like, for the character, or if they are actually aye. are, like, his own stuff. Aye, I feel like it had to be something... It was either, like, for an Expendables, or, like, was it, like, Bullet in the Head, or Escape aye. Plan, he was doing around those times. Oh, shit, the second one just got released on DVD, yeah? It did, aye, him and, and Big Dave. And, um, what's the dude for the raid? Oh yeah, the the actual main actor that yeah. that Yukio. Uh, I can't remember, can't remember how to pronounce his name. Yeah, no, I can't. I'm not even going to attempt. But yeah, um, so the Iceman cast, of course, we have Michael Shannon as Richard Kuklinski, yeah. Winona Ryder as Deborah, Chris Evans as Mister Freezy, Ray Liotta as Roy Domio. No. That's a pasta sauce. Demio. <laughs> Demio. Demio, yeah. Aye. And uh, David Schwimmer as Ro- as Josh Rosenthal. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a few other characters in there. Yeah. Uh, Mike, what is the plot too? 
the Iceman. Uh, the plot of the... Let me get my notes up. So I had this specifically written. Uh, the true story of Richard Kuklinski, a contract killer for the mob, where he's believed to have killed over 100 people through the 60s to the 80s. Mm-hmm. And that's it. This is one of these movies where it is based on a, a true story. Yeah. It's always... Whereas, like, you watch it with, like, oh, Christ, like a grain of realism, you know. Well, some of it's probably just been done for the film, but a lot of people mm. have died, and he is dead now, isn't he? Uh, yeah, he died. They mention it in the end credits. Died in 2006, I think it was. Yes, aye. Uh, was this the first time watched for you, Mike? Uh, no, this is the second time. Was it just a case of seeing it when it came out, or when it first um, came out? It was on, it was on Netflix couple of years back and I'm sure um, I'd like heard about people talking about it Aye. and I just happened to watch it and I remember like bits that I remember like say like Chris Evans and mm-hmm. like David Schwimmer and stuff but also when I went back to it there I was obviously paying a bit more attention to it Aye Myself this was maybe that, that I had like the same probably just my second watch through of it I'd picked it up well I, I watched it online um, I think when it first became available, like maybe on Netflix, and it was just because it's like, ah, that's I did for Boardwalk Empire. I'll give that a watch. I think I might actually even watch the trailers. Mm. I think if it was around the same time as that, and what is the name of that mob movie with Oscar Isaac? A Violent Year. Oh uh, yeah. And it, it, maybe Jessica Chastain in it as well. Mm. I th- I think I'd watch both of those around the same time. And I just yeah. remember being more impressed with this one than the other, because the other one was like a real slow burn, mm. whereas this one got very dark and gritty, like, very quick. Yeah. Uh, so, Mike, what did you think of the film? Um, I thought it was a, thought it was one of the better true crime dramas that you get nowadays. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there isn't a secret that Shannon can pretty much act and pretty much pull off any role he wants to. Aye, aye, he could, this is one of these roles where it must be what appears to be like a breeze for him, just this cold, emotionless mm. killer. And that's so. him with his fucking rocking sideburns as well. Oh yes, aye, it's definitely some fucking period haircuts. Mm. Like even like a lot of them have all their hair combed back. Yeah. As we've said, there is like an eerie quality to these films and having... Fucking Michael Shannon, he's an intimidating dude anyway. But to have him as like a mob figure, is yeah, even more intimidating. Like, I mean, and this is a fucking like, this is a, like a mob movie with Ray Liotta nonetheless. Yeah, I know. So normally Ray Liotta is the scariest cunt in a mob movie, mm-hmm. but having fucking Michael Shannon who like towers over you like fucking Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. Ah, because he's a tall dude. Yes, I think this is like along the lines. Of, I think. This is when like Shannon was kind of doing these films where he was like the main, like the front runner, like he was the main star. Yeah, yeah. But like films before that, he was kind of like supporting cast and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think this is a good film for him to like showcase what he can actually do. Totally, aye, because that's it. Whilst he gets to be just be like a, a like a character actor in bigger mainstream movies, examples like this and later with like uh, Midnight Special. A chance to get them to really stretch his legs and yeah. be. I'd imagine. I wonder what attracted them to the role for this film, but 
it's probably the fact that he got to be the lead and he got to portray this because I've not watched like YouTube has documentaries, rakes of footage of the real like Richard Kuklinski. Yeah. Uh, so and from what I've I've read is like Michael Shannon nails it. I guess like his his voice and mannerisms and stuff. Yeah. Supposedly got really close to portraying him quite accurately. Hmm. It's it's funny how he starts because. That's him in the like, when, police cell, right there. That's him in his cell when he's older. Oh yeah, I because he's sort of telling it for the beginning, mm. and you get to see him going on a date with like Winona Ryder, and yeah, where he kind of convinces her to go with him. And what was it? He lies about his profession, saying he's dubbing Disney movies. <laughs> yeah, because that's what was was it before he like lied about it. I was like, I wonder what kind of like chat line he pulled at the fact that he worked in like a porn. Yes, aye. Like, no, not porn studio, but he's like... He's dubbing porn. Yeah. Aye. And part of me was thinking, like, does that, does that mean he's sitting in, like, a booth with a microphone going, uh, uh, <laughs> eh, oh, oh. Like, no, maybe he's just doing the sound mixing. Because <laughs> you see him sitting, cutting, splicing film and stuff. It was the the scenes where... The, the, the first scene where you get to see how fucking violent he is when he's at the pool hall. Yeah, because the guy, like... It's like aye, because he feels he's been like cheated. Yeah. Aye, because right away there's there were the dude that he was playing pool with really was just kind of taking shots of him in the sense that they knew who he was dating. Mm. He said, "Oh man, obviously had a shot of her, Christ!" Aye. And they're and he's like, "No, no, I don't talk about it that way." And he's like, "Okay, it's cool, it's cool. Let's just play pool." And then they fucking scun her him. And he's like, "You know what? She is a slut and saying all these things," and you just see them. Talking to fucking Richardson, right? Just forget about it. It's cool. Don't worry. That guy is an asshole. And it's just when they get out to the fucking parking lot, so quick to just fucking mm. reach in, slash his throat, and go. Yeah. And it just gives you the impression that not like he's always been a serial killer, but it meant that little to him to go slash a guy's throat and walk away. Uh, like that was nothing. That it's obviously it's in. I was gonna say it's in his DNA, but. I guess serial killers. Yeah, and that uh, couple that just happily walked past the car. Oh, aye, exactly. And like, didn't he notice? Yeah, like he done. He was so smooth and casual. Just looked like. What am I doing? Yeah. What? Where? Why are you here? What's going on? You go back to your room. Go on. You don't need anything to eat. Right to bed. I'll count to three. Oh. Close the door. So after his first kill, he, d- he doesn't get to kill anyone until like a lot later in the film. It's like yeah. when he's being recruited by Ray Liotta's gang. But aye, Ray Liotta's folk come in quite, quite soon. Aye. Uh, because they're, it must be what they describe as it's part of like his, his syndicate. Like they're sending... Doing porn, sending porn, or uh, aye, selling porn. But for him, it was like they'd mucked up a shipment. Mm. Where they'd mucked up, but Richard and his pals were at fault. Like, but, that's when he was working all night. Exactly. Like, and saying, I could have this done for like seven in the morning. And fucking Rayleigh was slapping him in the face. And they just like, there's no reaction. And it's like, this dude's fucking cold. Mm-hmm. And I think he obviously sees like a potential in him, especially when like they they pick him up, 
for his like initiation. And they point a gun in his face, and he just doesn't even like flinch. Eh? No. And I guess like it's a fitting nickname, like the Iceman. Because when I first, when I first, hey, got wind of this film, I assumed, like when they were talking about like the ice cream van, like I thought this was why he was Iceman because it had something to do with like him going about an ice cream van. Yeah. But it's not until you realise, nah, it's all Chris Evans' character, uh. far later <clears throat> in the film. But it's just this dude is a fucking stone cold killer, mm-hmm. and the fact that it's like, have you not got family? Got this? Is that I've got a wife and kids? Like. Why the fuck do you not fear? Like, why is this not fucking scary? He's like, does not give a fuck. Yeah. He's just a stone cold motherfucker. And they obviously just thought, perfect. Like, you'll just become, like, the ideal contract killer. And I loved his, um, like, there was, like, a brief montage of him. I, I was when he was on the roof with strangling the, a dude with yeah. a cord that was amazing and <laughs> he was like hanging him like he was like over his shoulder aye the short guys kind of kill people like that aye only big sour and cunts like you've got the Iceman and you've got Hightower for Police Academy <laughs> they're the only two that could accurately kill a dude over their back I didn't think I've ever actually seen like a montage in a film where it's just a guy like killing all his like contracts I know it's because I remember like a wee outside of mob movies there's always like that montage like is it Goodfellas where there's all these folk getting killed or shot in the oh, back legs and I always remember <clears> the famous one for Godfather where it's like a dude getting a massage and he looks up and gets shot in the eye in the glass oh uh, yeah so I I guess it's like one of those wee tropes you get with mob movies so it was appropriate to have one of those in there but how odd was it to, ha- to see fucking Ross Geller in a mob movie. But not only that, I was David Schwimmer with a fucking ponytail and a tash. Yes. Aye. He looked very sleazy. Aye, it looks it looks a little heavier. I reckon if that was just the character or he was, he just he's just a heavier guy heavier set person now. Yeah. But to see him cutting about in a was, was a he Aye, a bit in a tracksuit with his ponytail. He looked like he should be running like a porn studio. Yeah. I loved like how he was just this guy that was just using fucking because <laughs> he was basically really what his protege basically yes aye and the only way for him to get any skin in the game was to drop his his mentor's name in whatever deals he was doing hmm. but obviously that was all getting fed back to Ray Liotta and it was like was it uh, his superior Leo aye it was like you need to fucking tell this kid cut it out or he's going to get in trouble did you notice who Leo was? No, I reckon, I recognise him. I'm going to fucking... But I could not place him. It's a film you, you probably watch a film every year. It's just like it's a Christmas movie. You're getting a lot closer. What fucking Christmas movies do I watch? I mean, you've got Die Hard, It's a Wonderful Life. That wouldn't be that one. Uh, Home Alone. It's no, it's no any of those, is it? That's one of them. Is he in Home Alone? Nah. Ah, shit. He's fucking one of the Johnson FBI agents from Die Oh, Hard. shit. Aye, Johnson <coughs> and Johnson. The, aye, it's not the black one, but it's the yeah. white one. Ah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because he did have that look where he's like, was he in a Rocky? Was he in a Rocky movie? <laughs> he just kind of had like that, other than being like an Italian-American uh, looking fellow. I forgot he was did. in it, and I seen it, and I was like, that's fucking Johnson. 
Yeah. <laughs> Cam Ibon, it was because it's Big, it's Big Johnson and Little Johnson. Right. I think he's... He looks like a big set dude, so I'd imagine... Aye, but I think in that one, I think... I Is think he cast against a bigger black dude? black guy was actually the bigger guy, and I think he was actually Little Johnson. All right. Yeah. Today I learned. <laughs> but I was, I was like, I recognise that kind for someone, and I just assumed Sopranos or yeah, Casino. He's probably been in... And like, he looks like film. he's a, some dude for a Scorsese film. Yeah. But I love that we got to see like a different side of Ray Liotta in the sense that he was more compassionate. Aye, because he didn't want a... Yeah, he did not. He gave Rosenthal a lot more extra lives than he, he should have been given. Yeah. Because yeah, like, Lou wanted him dead. Other folk were saying, this guy's going to get in so much trouble. Just please cut your ties with him. And it's even like when they actually fucking kill Rosenthal. Yeah, he pulled the trigger once and he can't, he can't bring us out with that again. Nah. Aye. And was it, did Lou then just fucking put a couple shots in him? And nah, it was Leo. Leo. Aye, aye, Leo. Now, who is, I can't remember the name of the dude, but the guy with the sunglasses and the bald head, who is one of Ray Liotta's thugs. Oh. He's the one that gets... The, the throat spray in the nightclub. Aye. I can't mind his character name, but he gets quite aggressive with Lewis. What the fuck are you doing? And Lewis Aye. like, you fucking touched me. You're fucking dead too. Aye. I don't and, know, that's actually a pretty like, and clever way in killing somebody. Oh, it was brilliant. Because it basically like, he's, like, had like, a heart attack. Exactly. He was choking, yeah. Aye, even he didn't know what the fuck was going on. He was too busy like, hey, Polak, come here. And he's just starts in a fucking coffin fit and drops. What a f- Tell you, I forgot um, James Franco had a very short cameo in this. Yes, aye. That was a nice surprise because I completely fucking forgot he was in this film. And it did not look like a fucking hard film for him at all. He did not... just looked like James fucking Franco. Yeah. And making some uh, underage home movies. <laughs> yeah. From the looks of it. That was a good turning point in the film because it was at a stage where uh, Richard's I reckon if he, was, he started becoming a little bit more compassionate for folk, like he gave Franco a chance to Aye. pray to God, get on your knees, pray and like, see if he comes in here and stops me for doing this because his character has like a somewhat Christian yeah. background, doesn't he? Yeah. So when he's like, oh God, please, Danny, please, God, God, no. I was like, you're using God's name? All right, well, let's reason, let's see if, pray the fucking word. So he wants them to say the prayer word for word. And of course, fucking Franco's like, really panicking and just like nah shoots him I love how when he's leaving that's how you you get your link like your lead or your introduction to Chris Evans character Mr. Yeah. Mr. Freezy who he gets a good part in this yeah and it's like a good role for Chris Evans to play because it's something it's, that you didn't see and as well it was the same time as when Avengers was out and yes. like, Captain America so exactly like I wonder if I wonder how much they paid him. Aye. Because but like but looks at the film like wasn't he a big budget or nothing? Nope, nah. So unless it's maybe I think maybe film prior. I I'm in two minds because I always remember a piece of trivia about Avengers, like when they shot the scene at the end of the movie, he's like where they're eating shawarma. Oh yeah. Chris Evans could be seen with his hands covering his mouth because at that stage he had a beard and it was either for him 
doing the film Snowpiercer or doing Iceman because both roles he was quite he had facial hair uh. of course fucking Steve Rogers doesn't have a fucking strand of facial hair so he was already on to his next project where they obviously decided to get all the back together mm. they have a kebab and yeah. they just I guess it's like what you had now with fucking moustache gate with oh um, Henry Cavill exactly <laughs> it's like we kind of get rid of the facial hair I know and maybe that's what they should have done for justice like had him have him eaten in every scene so man Superman's fucking hungry isn't he <laughs> look at him just <laughs> noshing on a kebab <laughs> just for every scene just bringing fat Mac aye <laughs> he's, he's like just fucking what you cry him um, like Brad Pitt in like an Oceans movie how in every scene he's always fucking eating something for no reason oh. that's like just fucking covering his moustache like is that an ice cream cone <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yes, it is because now he's like Marvel's fucking poster boy. It was get to, yeah. good to see him today. It was good to get it. It was good to get it, to see him doing something completely different. Yeah, stuff that you can do in a Marvel movie, mm. where they were trying to hunt down this lassie, the witness from the, like the James Franco murder. Yeah, and he was bombing the building. Aye. And it was, it was almost like a, a Joker-esque type of villain, how he's in the background just saying some random shit. No, more like the Riddler, where he just said a wee line, oh, we better move, the clock started, and he runs away, and and Richard's like, who the fuck was that guy? What's he? And he's going a bit nice cream van, and he's taunting him. Does he know if I can chase him? I just remember him shooting out the window. Aye. Aye, they're chasing the, the witness. Aye, aye, he threatens to shoot him. Yeah. He was just, it shows you like a weakness in Richard, didn't he want to shoot? It was like a no women, no children type of rule, wasn't it? Aye. And it fucking just comes around and bites him in the arse, doesn't it? Because next thing you see, Ray Liotta's cutting ties with him. Aye. He's obviously gotten, I like, to the point, because he's desperate at that point, like when he funds it, there's no more contracts because you've left a witness and he's like, he's obviously the line, he's got a comfortable life now. Mm. He wants to maintain that lifestyle and then to find that the fucking money stops. Yeah. He's a bit livid. Like, because he gets a fucking scene where he's getting Aye. testy with his wife, smashed. Aye, it was absolutely mental, eh? Aye. But see, there's, there's, there is an interesting trivia note as well, whereas if, if you're like familiar with the story and that, <laughs> supposedly, like, his actual like, upbringing was like pretty shit. Aye. He had like abusive and violent parents. His um, <clears throat> his dad apparently accidentally murdered, like accidentally murdered his like older brother. Okay. But like beating him to death. Oh fuck. And supposedly in like his like memoirs and there'd be like TV specials and apparently he used yeah. to like like frequently beat his wife. And he, like you never actually see that on the film or that. No, not. You nah. get near word that backstory like it's like. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, obviously, you kind of were expecting him to, like, kind of throw, like, a punch or something, eh? Ah, he gave his wife, like, but a he was never, like, violent towards his, like, wife or his parents. Because that was, like, I, I broke my, my notes down to, like, two different, <clears throat> like, areas. I put down, like, the, the family side of him. Yeah. And the, like, the mob side of him. Ah, like, It was good that you seen, like, two sides of it, because... Totally. When he was... In his home life, he was like, and he was like surrounded by his family, and like, like nobody suspected a fucking thing. Aye, because that's it. He just looked like the, this model father. He was 
sat on the chair at Christmas watching them open their presents, uh, letting the girls sit in the bed at night when they're not they didn't have a nightmare, but they wanted to sit and talk with him. There was no image that he was like a contra like anything like Chris Evans' character yeah. and have that like conversation on Christmas Day. Chris Evans' kids in the background was like, I don't think the batteries are working. He's like, shut the fuck up! <laughs> Get out of the way! He was like, he was about to fucking batter his kids. He was like, yeah. that guy's a serial killer. Where you look at fucking Michael Shannon, he just looks like, ah, he's got an office job in the city, he uh, loves his wife and kids, probably goes to church. But it was amazing, because that's it. He's the Iceman, and then completely fucking different character at home. Yeah. So, it was a nice touch, the fact that he didn't even get fucking violent until like when he was really at his fucking breaking points yeah it must be such a like a, a really awkward like way of living but like, two like lives a, uh, being like a mafia like hitman and like your like actual family didn't hear clue what you're doing aye try to basically keep up appearances exactly like, how was your day of the day it's like ah, same old and cuts the like him putting bodies and <clears> freezers <throat> uh. <laughs> I I did like the sort of like that montage we got with Rick when like when Richards and what was I've only got him listed as Miss Freezy. What was the fucking first name? Eh? Uh, Chris Ro- Evans' character, Robert. Um, it starts with a P, I'm sure. But aye, but it's like Robert something. Yeah. So like when Robert and Richard team up to start doing contract killing, yeah, and it's like just a montage of them. Going back and forth to like a freezer room, they're all cutting limbs up and doing this. They're all, they seem awfully happy because they're they've got a lot of fucking work going on. Mm-hmm. But it's just such a grim thing. There's just I so know, many right? bodies, so many body parts, and it's just like they're stacking meat in a freezer. It's like this is cold. This is uh, just unsettling how it is. They look like this is just man, they're just doing what they like, almost as if they're they're doing their dream job. <laughs> like man, this is. This is fucking unsettling to watch. How fucking excited like Chris Evans is cutting a bit in his ice cream van. I think maybe one of my favourite scenes, we touched on it slightly already, but it was when Lou, no, Leo, dude for Die Hard, uh, gave them the contract to kill uh, like Ray Leo's right-hand man at the nightclub with a throat spray. Yeah. But they, they tasked them, because it was something like 40 grand, but I'll make it 50 if you make it look like an accident. Mm-hmm. And it's like they, they accepted the challenge and had to be fruit spray. And he just bumps into them, squishes them. And you're thinking, right, they've done it. But it's when he bumps into that other couple uh, that they had dinner with on the way out. Yeah. And it's like, oh, Richard, Richard. And they're chasing them. It's like, how are you doing, man? <laughs> and you're just thinking, oh, you're dead. You're so fucking dead. Why did you, why did you have to chase them? And even like Chris Evans, when they're walking out, it was like, we've got trouble. Like, these folk, they, they recognise us. We are fucked if these uh, people know this guy dies. It's not a coincidence at this point. It'll get fed back. We're fucked. And you just see, like, in a montage later on, the guy that would fucking chase him at the nightclub, he's lying there dead with the blood. I think he was like shot in the head and shot in the chest. And he's sitting putting, like, the plastic wrapper in him. It's like, well, you just couldn't keep your mouth shut. And they showed you that I think what the fuck happened to the missus. But Aye. it was only his body there, but you just assume both of them got fucking whacked. Yeah. But then again, that would be kind of breaking the code of the like, new women and the kids. Aye, aye. But 
really when they start sort of like they lose their trust for each other because they, he knows that Chris Evans' character is really erratic, and there's like that sequence where he says, "Kid, what we should do? We should just kill each other's families. Uh, Sever all the ties. You kill mine, and I'll kill yours." And and then so, Richard's like, "Like, how do you kill a uh, family? How exactly. do you kill my life?" Fucking oh, I just love this. Oh yeah, well. If, more or less just said I just follow you home and just watch you uh, and you're just like oh you scary bastard is that what leads up to that sequence where he's in the park yes but I mean just before that where he's driving around and he sees ice cream vans and he's fucking looking around thinking Chris <laughs> Evans in them and he drives into some cunt and it's like oh you fucking asshole and then Michael Shannon steps out like fucking Frankenstein and it's like I, I, I'm just gonna get back in my car is that when he's in the car with the wife and kids. his kids ah yeah aye. Aye. and you think okay he's like get back in your car and he's like okay cool fuck you and your family and he just fucking hightails it ah. and he sees red like that's the first time his family see the fucking scary side of him yeah. where he almost fucking kills them in a car chase to fucking get that dude yeah but the meeting as you said, like the meeting in the park, that only had to end yeah. with him fucking killing off. Freezy. Yeah, I, I was going to say, was it Robert? Aye. Yeah. And I love like how both of them are that on edge. Because like, you reach in the pocket and you just see fucking Richard going to grab him and say, like, hey, it's just a tissue, man. It's cool. Just fucking chill out. It's fine. <laughs> And he just fucking loses it and just shoots him in the chest. Aye, and then like closes his coat, closes his arms. Ducks ahead. Yeah. Just a homeless dude hanging away sleeping on a park bench. Because mm. <laughs> that's it, even like Robert got to that point where he changed his look. Yeah, because like, he shaved his, cut his hair and got rid of like, the crew cut. And that. That's it, he was starting to look like Captain America again. He was, like, yeah. he was ready to hightail it, like change his identity, everything. He was ready to bust out the fucking shield. <laughs> His life was getting shittier as it was going on. Like, he was getting backed in the corner. It was only a matter, a matter of time before he was royally fucked. This would have been in the 80s, so it would have been about 20 years he'd been doing this. And I mean, imagine doing that kind of job for like 20 years. Exactly. Just the, the fucking the emotional toll, but for him, I guess, or for the actual Richard Kutklinski, he was just this fucking mm. serial killer. So. It was, I guess, there was no emotion in it. It yeah. was just work for him. I say that like, obviously, like, like the average that he killed, like a hundred people, and and like out of that twenty years, and the averages are like five people a year. So like two in the one, two in the first quarter of the month, quarter of the year, one yeah. in the summer, <laughs> and then two more at the end. Exactly, you have to a wee bit busier towards Christmas. Ah, but um, and then obviously when he's in the car with his wife that morning. Aye. And then all the polis inside and it's fucking what's his name there? With the moustache. It's in the back of the car and he's like, Do you recognise that man? Aye, uh, who was he again? Was he one of I always thought he was one of Leota's Yeah. Henchman obviously he must have been like undercover and stuff. Exactly, aye. I can't picture him the new but it was like when the fucking police pounce on him. Yeah. And it kind of, like, that's where it kind of ends, because it cuts back to him in jail. Yeah, and he talks about how, like, like Nibs have seen him, like, cry or anything. Aye. And, and he kind of get that wee bit of, like, emotion. And his wife and kids Aye. never knew anything about 
his lifestyle and he talked about that and then you get like with any yeah, true like, story you get the, the the black screen with the white text yeah saying what well, it was like two consecutive life sentences or something yes and like he'd never seen his wife or kids like the day after that or something so. aye that was the last they ever saw of him and yeah but then he said that though that like can but the one thing that he wanted to do was like he didn't want to hurt his like family and ultimately he did do that yeah so, like obviously killing all the folk exactly because because they must have took some fucking slack for it like aye exactly aye because you'd imagine the bears at school oh seeing it folk probably when he teased them because the kids uh, even though their dad's in jail was like yeah aye didn't hang around those bears yeah but um, I was going to say is the film rewatchable I mean whilst it's a good film it's, it's also it's, it's not something you've got to chuck on every once in uh, a while I mean it's that's what, an hour and, hour and 40 minutes or something? Yes, it's no, it's no super slow, but mm-hmm. it kind of, like, it's no completely filled with, like, 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 action and violence and all that, obviously. Yeah. But I reckon it would be, like, every now and again, if, if it's there, or if it's on telly. Ah, exactly. I would I would easily watch the first half hour just to see him strangle that cunt on the rooftop. <laughs> Aye. It's like, that's just amazing. Mm. <laughs> I'd like to watch tall people kill short people. <laughs> It seems like a really strange kink. Uh, <laughs> the sequel to Nine Millimeter. Oh God! That was a Nick Cage film with a snuff movie, wasn't it? James Gandolfini was in it as well. Yes. So yeah. was Joaquin Phoenix. Was he? Ah, uh, he played a. He was like a clerk in like a sex shop. I've never seen that film since you gave me a line of it on a long play tape. <sighs> I'm pretty sure it had two Nick Cage films on it. Can't Could have been Snake Eyes. Aye. But I remember I did hit the tape and it was a bit of a weird film. I don't think I've ever actually watched it since. Aye. And I think... I was keep thinking that John Goodman was in it, but he's not. Nah, it's, it's definitely James Gandolfini. Because I mind him getting burned alive in like a big pile of smut. Aye. And had all the tapes and they just set it on fire and he was in the yeah. tied up in the middle of it or something. Aye. So, aye, I'd probably watch it again. If there was nothing else on and, and it was there, I'd probably sit and watch it. Yeah, aye. Just because it's shining. Exactly. Aye. And probably because I'll, I'll, I actually would quite laugh. Like I felt amused at looking at fucking Ross Galloway's oh, like no. ponytail and his uh, like big tash. It is. A, it, it's like a blessing and a curse that the cast of Friends because they can never be anyone else in a film. Aye. It's like whenever you see uh, Elijah Wood in a movie, just like Frodo. Mm, mm. <laughs> ah, like, definitely. You'll be no one else. You're Frodo for the for the rest of time. I was picturing him. If they picture him as Frodo, I was picturing him as like the silent killer in Sin City. Oh, aye, creepy bastards. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever seen the film Grand Piano? Nope. That is a really good film that I was in. It's something me and Andy done for the podcast fucking years back. It was, I think it's like a Spanish-directed thriller. And he is a, a, a pianist. And he finds it when he's playing the piano that there's a sniper with a, like with the laser sight on him. And if he gets one note wrong, he's getting killed. <laughs> it's, I might still have the, the review DVD kicking here somewhere, but it surprisingly is a really fucking good film. Uh... And Alex Winters, I think, is the... As in, 
Yes. Fucking Bill for Bill yeah, and Ted. Exactly. What? Aye, he's That's in it. wild. Aye, that cunt's in there. And I think even. Oh, fuck, what's his name? What's his name? Uh, Gross Point Blank. Chunky Yes, aye. Oh. I'll just say a hot tub time machine. I think he's the assassin. Alright. Oh, or maybe I'm just thinking of Gross Point Blank. Um, well, he plays a hitman in that as well. Aye, that's what's made. Because I think oh, it's. Oh man, Gross Point Blank, what a film that is. I have. Dan Aykroyd playing a fucking like, fellow hitman as well. That's fucking aye. gold. Even like Benny the Jet. Like, your Kiris is one of the fucking hitmen that fights him in, like, the, the school corridors. Oh, yeah, aye. The kickboxer, dude. Aye. And it's like, what the fuck? He's really short, <laughs> like, compared to uh, that. Ah, it's a fucking film and a half, like. Aye. So, um, let's talk some trivia. Um, aye, so, you picked up on it earlier on that Shannon kind of listened to a lot of his, and, like, like tape confessions and yes. stuff and like watched a lot of the like HBO specials and stuff. Aye, aye. But also that was one of the trivial notes was that he was man he managed to like emulate his voice perfectly hmm. for like the film. Mm-hmm. There was actually another Iceman film in production at the exact same time as this one. Okay. Is Guess that... who was playing uh, Richard Kuklinski? Oh, fuck. I reckon why I'm just like, like, what other tall motherfuckers would it have been? Oh, this dude ain't tall. Oh, shit. Okay. Amelia Estevez. Nah, uh, Mickey Rourke. Oh, shit. Okay. Mickey Rourke. And um, they felt that they couldn't compete with and this what? one and decided to... Shut down production. Shut down production. Fuck. Maggie Gyllenhaal was originally cast as uh, Deborah. Okay. And she had to drop out because she was pregnant. There was another one actually. There was oh, another one that's in here somewhere, and actually makes it kind of interesting. And in that I probably would have wanted to watch it if that actually cast his folk in it. Okay. Try to find where is it? Dwayne the Rock Johnson and Kevin Hart. Uh, hell no. <laughs> hell Kevin no. Hart playing the role of Winona Ryder. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> I just got that. I seen a uh, fucking name two shagging in the bedroom. Oh, aye, and the twin daughters running. <laughs> oh, like a no. Kevin Hart walking to the door like oh, John Wayne to no, let them in. No, 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 <laughs> no. Um, let's see. Ah, yeah, there we go. James Franco and uh, James Franco and Benicio del Toro. Okay. They were originally going to be cast as Franco was going to be cast as. Uh, Mr. Freezy. Okay. And Benicio del Toro was going to be. Kasklinski. Um, no, uh, the character played by uh, really Ah, right. Okay, I could see that. Yeah. Aye. Well, at least, like, Franco still had some involvement in it. I guess he was in the part he. Yeah. Because, well, fucking Chris Evans is a bigger name. Yeah. So. Um, I've got some budget here as well, actually. Aye, it's clearly one of these films that didn't they have a giant budget. Yeah, uh, the it's... budget for it was considering that this was around when Chris Evans was like peaking. Yeah, um, budget was only ten million. Man, that's probably what Disney's paying them. 
night before I say it, like X. For one day. <laughs> for X amount of films. So here, Chris, we own your soul, but you will get 10 million a day. <laughs> I said, like, wait, is this Mark Wahlberg? For, <laughs> what was his, his All scandal? the money in the world. <laughs> exactly. The irony. Was he not like getting a million dollars a day to fucking work? One and a half. Jesus Christ. Um, can I take a wee guess at what the actual budget was, the, the box office was for it? No, could I, I could only find the domestic box office. Okay. So, we said ten. Yeah. I reckon maybe it was... Let's go eight, because independent films never seem to make enough. Like, they do, like, festival circuits, and they just drop off. So, probably not even eight. Um, one point nine million domestically. What did they not bother releasing it? And I'm fucking. I don't domestically, know. I, I don't know. Ah, it's weird. That was what that, that was the numbers that I got for um box office module. Aye, you think they should have just copped out and just put Chris Evans on every poster dressed <laughs> as Captain America Aye. in an ice cream van. <laughs> And it's like, oh, instead of like calling it a twister, call it a Hulk. <laughs> I mean, like, let's see, oh, you fab caught an Iron Man. Aye, that's it. You could have just went uh, Captain America, like versus Iceman. Uh, like, uh, oh, uh, that's a fucking X Men crossover. Uh, <laughs> that's gonna be fucking uh, brilliant. And you go in and go, no, this is so real. Uh, Look at that talented choke folk. <laughs> <laughs> He was the reason that fucking Charles Xavier's in a wheelchair. Because <laughs> of the sex scene. Just fucking stands on his spine. <laughs> After he's fucked him. <laughs> Going about in the chair. <laughs> fucking read my mind. Pray to God. <laughs> uh, Which one? Fucking Patrick Stewart or James McAvoy? Both. You and your origin story, get over here. <laughs> Fucking choke both of you, is it? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and then goes back and finishes the door when he's got dementia. <laughs> Just shows up, he's got an extension cable in his horns. <laughs> Tipped over silo, he's just walking in. <laughs> he's giving Stephen Moffat a tenner to go outside. <laughs> An umbrella and some sunscreen. <laughs> Fucking Logan's avoiding Uber. Alright. <laughs> oh, anyway, Amazon one star reviews. Is there any? There's, there is nine. Now. It seems to be, I've, I've, I've kind of just turned little quotes from each of them because it all seems to be the same complaints. The nine reviews come from people who have read the book first and then watched the film. And the complaints is that there's so much stuff from the book has been left out. Aye. Um, so it's quotes like, such a shame, wasted opportunity, nothing like the book, no background on why he was like this, film doesn't paint Richard Kuklinski to be half as horrendous as the book claims him to be. Director Ariel Vroman had real difficulty with his project, which is unfortunate because he didn't use Philip Carlo's book as a reference. A very poor film, doesn't reflect on the book, like yada yada yada, all that uh. shit. So it would be one of these things where 
frankly, I, I, I do this in reverse. I usually watch the movie first. And then read the book. Aye, if I want to get more out of it. Whereas that t- typically is the thing that happens to people. If you read the book and go for the film, and say, well, they're missing that bit, they're missing that bit. Or they've changed this bit, they've changed that bit. It's, it's one of those things that happens to either make a movie uh, more, like the flow better, or more mm. entertaining, or it's a movie. It's not a fucking Netflix series. Yeah. You can't tell you everything. Because yeah. I think if maybe we did get like flashbacks, and like stuff like when he was younger, what his like mum and dad and stuff were like. I, it maybe would have, like, provided a bit more background. Yeah, and on him because obviously you, you you got nothing. You got him working at like the porn studio. And that one scene where he had a brother in prison was it Stephen? Aye, Stephen Dorf. Dorf aye. And was it he was put away for like raping a twelve-year-old girl or something? Aye. Or it's alluded to that. Aye. And he was mentioning that. I want fucking nothing to do with you. I've got girls that age. but fact, you've done uh, that. We're no family type of yeah. thing. And but did it not say in the form that he was put in the same cell block as his brother as something well? Something like that. Definitely, aye. And aye, go do your, your Amazon shopping at filmsandswearing.com. Click on the link. Do your shopping. Yada, yada, yada. Time to wrap up the show. Yep. Uh, next week is the finale of September's with Shannon. And we are bringing Christmas in a little bit early. I know. And aye, we are going to be watching The Night Before, which stars, funnily enough, Michael Shannon. I know it doesn't sound like a Michael Shannon film, but I swear to you, it is a Michael Shannon film. Yeah. And aye, again, let's, uh, let's mention for Films and Swear in episode 200, our... Kurt Russell season which will extravaganza. be extravaganza done in one uh, we could reveal the third film in our lineup is me and Mikey will be reviewing John Carpenter's Escape from New York from 1981 so if you've not heard previous episodes we've revealed that we're going to be reviewing Escape from New York Soldier and Bone Tomahawk yeah we do have a couple more films lined up. We'll review, reveal that, reveal them in a later episode. Uh, in the meantime, you could support us on Patreon and social media with the handle at FAS Podcast for Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Patreon. So shout outs to Paul Loudon for our artwork. We have have commissioned to do a new piece for us yeah. uh, for our wee project in January. Uh, Shout out to David Lopan for our theme music. Patron supporters, Mags, Carol, Kenny and Stu. Magic Mike and you, the loyal listener, for tuning in. Fuck off and tune in next week. Yeah.